This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. Let's update you now on a big story that broke yesterday, and that's the data breach at Life Lab. Cybersecurity experts say this is one of the biggest breaches we've seen in Canada in quite a while. It also shows that the healthcare industry is a prime target for hackers. Life Labs is one of Canada's largest medical services services companies. I bet you a lot of people, maybe even the majority of people listening and have had some dealings with Life Labs in their time. If you've ever had to go get some blood work or any kind of tests done. I know I did that recently after a checkup and yeah, I think I paid with my credit card when I went there too. So yeah, great. They've probably got my medical information. They got my credit card information. Who knows what else? Now the the company involved here uh, says when they discovered the hack, uh, they started working to make it better. They ended up paying the ransom. So the hackers were demanding money for the return of the hacked information. The company paid up. I interviewed the president of the company on the show yesterday. I asked him how much they paid. He wouldn't say, but he said he felt that this was something their customers would want them to do. They paid up. They got the information back. He says they haven't seen the stolen data pop up on the dark web so hoping for the best. Let's talk about this now with Professor Thomas Keenan from the University of Calgary. He's an expert in cybersecurity. He's the author of the book Techno Creep, and I'm very pleased to welcome him back. Hi. Hello, Mike. Here we go again. We've talked a lot about these type of things happening, and this is a this is another one, and it's a big one. Yeah, You're- it's a real serious one. I mean, 15 million people in British Columbia and Ontario rely on this company. I mean, you kind of don't have much choice. You need blood work done. You're going to go down and you trust them to take good care of your data. And apparently right. that didn't happen. Yeah. Does it surprise you that a company as big as as big as that and dealing with such sensitive information could get hacked? No, it doesn't surprise me at all because the U.S. military is, gets hacked successfully quite yeah. often and they take all kinds of precautions. So no system is unbeatable. Uh, it does strike me that they could have taken better security precautions. I mean, they should realize the importance of this data to all of us. And uh, and uh, at the very least, you know, hire a company that tries to attack you. We call it red teaming, right? So, you know, hire some real bright hackers who want to come in and figure out all the ways to get into your system. I don't know if they did that, but if they didn't, they sure should. Okay, is this like a technological arms race? Because it seems like no matter how much data protection you bring in or encryption or or firewalls, that these hackers just seem to be able to find a way around it. Yeah, and there's also the human factor. So I did some expert witness work out in Newfoundland, and there was a big breach of a 1,000 people's medical records. Well, it turned out it was one employee. She was an accounting clerk, and she just sat there and if she saw somebody she knew come in, she would, you know, check out what they were in for, which is a breach of her privacy obligations under the law. And she actually was fined $5,000 and fired. So sometimes it's an inside job. Sometimes it's the human factor. But often it's just that the technology wasn't designed well enough and uh, the bad guys just have to find one way in. Okay, as you mentioned, Thomas, 15 million customers have got their data compromised here, and we're talking credit card information, passwords, usernames, and of course, also very sensitive private uh, medical records. What is the potential hazard here with this information, or how could it be potentially misused by these hackers? 
Yeah, I'm looking at their press release now, and they don't say if medical information has been uh, compromised. So what I saw in one story was, you know, names, addresses, healthcare numbers, and so on. So I don't know the answer to that. But, you know, maybe it is. And if it was compromised, that's really valuable information. In fact, on the dark web now, people tell me, you know, your social security number, social insurance number, that's worth maybe a dollar, your credit card, five dollars, but your health records, five hundred dollars. And the reason is it has all kinds of stuff about you. It can be used for blackmail. It can be used for extortion. It can be used for identity theft. So the gold standard data on people now is their health record. Okay, the company says that they're monitoring the dark web now and they don't see any of the stolen data popping up here. I mean, that's obviously no guarantee that it can't be used, right? I mean, maybe this company, they take the money with the ransom, but maybe they made a copy of all the stuff before they returned it. Isn't that possible? They probably did make a copy. The only question is if they destroyed the copy. It reminds me, there was a Dilbert cartoon once, and the pointy-headed boss says, "Um, print out the Internet for me. I want to take it home and read it tonight. So the idea that they're watching the dark web, what does that mean even? Okay, they can look in likely sites in the dark web. They can look at places where people try to sell this kind of information. They're never going to find it all. That's why we call it the dark web. Okay, what do you think about the company's decision to pay the ransom? I interviewed the the president of the company yesterday, and I asked him how much they paid. He wouldn't say, but he said that he felt that they wanted to do what what their customers would want them to do, and he felt that their customers would want them to do whatever they could to secure the information and get it back, so they decided to pay up. They paid the ransom to get the information back. Do you think that's a smart move? Law enforcement will always tell you don't pay. But, I mean, if it's your kid who's kidnapped, they'll tell you that, too, right? Never pay the ransom. The answer is it's a business decision. I think the best example is a little wine shop here in Calgary. A couple of years ago, right around Christmas, got ransomed, and they were asked for $500 in Bitcoin. And the wine shop owner didn't know what a Bitcoin was, but he got somebody to find some. And he said, I paid because I got my information back. He was lucky. And also, you know, I needed it. I needed my customer list. I needed my supplier list. So sometimes it is a business decision. So I don't want to shame anybody by saying they paid the ransom. Of course, they tell you it only encourages these guys. What I do have to say is there's pretty good statistics that you might pay the ransom and still not get anything you can use. Yeah, you know, I I, I take your point about, Maybe it's not a great idea to negotiate with these guys. Like, you know, there's that old line, we don't negotiate with terrorists. And these guys are kind of like almost like cyber terrorists. They're going to steal this data and then hold you hostage to, to get it back. I, I wonder if you just pick up on your last point. Is there a danger that it just sends uh, the wrong message that these hackers can win, that if they can break in and steal this data, they can make money? Certainly sends that message. It should send a second message, which is everybody who has this kind of data should drop everything right now. I don't care if Christmas is coming and run some of those security checks. Make sure that they really are tight because we see what it does to this uh, company to be in the headlines like this. You don't want to be the next hospital, you know, university, health region or whatever that that gets hit the same way. What do you think about the timeline of this thing? Because we're told by the company yesterday that they discovered this breach in late, late, late October, around November 1st. And then they've been working furiously behind the scenes to to get the information back and investigating. And that's why we're we're only finding out about it now, like six weeks later. Do you think that that's the way it was handled is okay, Or do you think this the company should have disclosed immediately? Like, look, your information has been compromised. 
You know, I've heard worse. Uber sat on a breach for a year. Okay, they had a breach of data, and they didn't tell anybody about it. They paid people, same type of situation, paid a ransom. So a few months is probably reasonable if they were actively investigating. So if they were trying to, you don't want to mess up an investigation that's in progress. On the other hand, it is people's data. I think a lot hinges on something we don't know, which is whether actual medical data was out there. And I I can't tease that out from what they put out on their press release or any of the stories. If it's just name, address, and credit card, well, that's probably out there already uh, in some ways, or it's still bad. If it's medical information that wasn't available on the dark web before, then that's very bad. Okay, what do you say to companies, maybe public sector organizations as well, that are worried about these kind of attacks? And as you mentioned, these hackers are smart. They seem to be able to get around any security protocols that, that come out. So it's like... It's like an arms race, like we discussed earlier. But what do you think that the people who are in charge of safeguarding this private information, what should they be doing in order to try and foil this? <laughs> I, I hate to say go look for another job because you'll never win, but it's about to get worse. I mean, if you call it an arms race, the bad guy is about to get nuclear weapons. And that nuclear weapon is the Internet of Things. So, like, think about a hospital. They always get emails. Uh, One of your employees clicked on a bad link. We are now in your network, and we're going to encrypt your patient files. But I predict we're going to see, we're not going to encrypt your patient files. That's like 2018. We know that you have a picker x-ray unit. You have a a Siemens MRI machine. And we know the flaws in those machines because they all have flaws. If you don't pay a ransom, we'll just kill a patient every other day until you do. And that Internet of Things vulnerability is really going to scare people. And it doesn't just have to be a hospital. It could be your house. I've seen a way to hack your Nest thermostat to turn up or turn down the heat. So uh, the Internet of Things is going to be a big thing here. Okay. I think this is frustrating for people whose information has been compromised, which includes millions of of people in Ontario and British Columbia in this case, because we're always told that we've got to take responsibility for our own private information. Change your passwords. Uh, be careful about how you how you manage your own personal passwords and information. Then we find out that the companies that we trust the information to, they've been broken into. Is Is there anything else that we as individuals can do to try and protect ourselves from this kind of stuff? Yep, we can sue them. And that's actually what I was involved in 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 Newfoundland was the thousand and some odd patients who privacy had been infringed in that case were getting together a class action to sue for damages because in a lot of provinces there's something called a tort of intrusion upon seclusion, which basically means if your privacy has been violated, even if we don't know that you've been harmed, just the fact that your privacy is violated is bad enough. So, you know, long term, we are going to see if these are private companies, we're going to see them being sued. Uh, do you think that this, do you think Life Labs is vulnerable here? They, I think they might be. I don't know. I don't know the details of the case because I don't know what information got out there. They're being very yeah. coy about that. And maybe that's a criticism of them. They really ought to fess up what they lost. Thomas, thanks for coming on. Okay, thanks, Mike. I appreciate it. That is Thomas Keenan. He's a professor at the University of Calgary. He is an expert in cybersecurity. His book is Techno Creep, talking about that breach announced yesterday at Life Labs. More than 15 million Canadians having their personal records hacked here, including a lot here in British Columbia.